Welcome to the Ecom Wiz Podcast, a podcast that helps Amazon sellers to dominate the marketplace. And I do mean dominate. Dominate. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon influencers in the industry. This is the Ecom Wiz Podcast. Hey, everyone, it's Rob Stanley with the Ecom Wiz Podcast. And today, my special guest is Nathan Hirsch. Uh, former founder, and I'm only saying former because he sold it a free up, and now uh, co-founder of Outsource School. Hey, Nathan, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. So let's dive right in. So what happened with FreeUp? You ended up selling it. Uh, kind of step me through, uh, what was that process? Like, were you looking to sell it or uh, kind of what happened? Yeah. I mean, FreeUp was a, a pretty fun adventure. I mean, before that I was an Amazon seller and I never really had to, to grow my brand or do any kind of marketing. I mean, when I started selling on Amazon, Amazon PPC didn't even really exist and no one was teaching people how to do it. So when I started FreeUp, I, I got it out there at, at the minimum viable product, a $5,000 software and really good VAs, really good freelancers, a good process for hiring that we had built from our Amazon business. And People love the service. They love the freelancers. We were really humbled by that. And we grew from that $5,000 investment to a million, five million in year two, nine million in year three, 12 million in 2019 uh, last year. And along the way, I think Connor, my business partner, and I are, are pretty logical people. There, there's only so many ways you, you go forward with the business, right? You either yeah. run into the ground, you run it forever you get an investor, which we personally just didn't want to do. We didn't want to have to report to other people or you sell it. So we weren't actively trying to sell it. We always said that we weren't going to go out of our way to, to pitch people or spend time trying to find a buyer. If someone came to us, we would listen just like we listen to every other business proposal that we get and talk about it. And one of our clients actually reached out to us, uh, the Hawk, who is actually located about an hour and a half from me in Tampa. They'd been a client of FreeUp for over a year. They, they really liked the platform. They, they said they wanted to get into the freelancer, the virtual assistant space. They didn't want to start a platform from scratch. And they asked if we'd be open to, to hearing them out. And they ended up getting some information, presenting us with, with an offer that we felt like was more than fair, if not aggressive. And from there, the, the due diligence began. And yeah. they had a, a million questions for us. We shared all our different SOPs and really how the business worked on the inside. We had a ton of questions for them. We wanted to know every past business that they had acquired, the good, the bad, the ugly, how they treat people. We had the opportunity to, to go to their office and meet their team and, and fight, figure out what their culture was all about. And after the due diligence, the, the mind-numbing part began. That was the lawyers on both sides, which wasn't really their fault or our fault. It's just kind of part of the process, yeah. each side trying to protect themselves. And from there, we, we kind of had a, a tough decision to make. And we really only wanted to do it if it was going to be a win for everyone and a win for, for us, for them, for the freelancer on the platform, the clients, the partners, and our internal team, which we cared a lot about. So after doing the due diligence, they had grown, they bought a company for $100,000, grew it to over $25 million. They had a lot of success in there. They had a lot more experience growing eight-figure companies than we did. And we felt like their, their culture was amazing. They knew how to treat people well, and they were the right people to, to take free up to the next level. So after that, we decided to take $500,000 from the sale and give it to our internal team in the Philippines to, to make sure that they were taken care of. 
that was by far the hardest part of the decision is not being able to work with them anymore. And we have yeah. a great relationship with them and we're still in touch with them and, and also making sure their jobs are secure. We weren't going to sign anything unless we knew that um, their jobs and the bonus plans and raises plans that we had built up um, were going to stay in place. So that we ended up making the decision. We, we think it's going to be a, a win, win, win. I think after the sale, you're, you're like crossing your fingers that that wasn't like a mirage that just disappears once you sign on the dotted line. But they've been great since and, and we've been in contact with them. And, and my new company, Outsource School, is actually partnering with them. And I'm now a client of FreeUp, which is a little bit weird. So I think it's all going to work out in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, everybody's got like a different thing they went through. Like uh, my story is similar somewhat when I sold my company, my e-commerce company. I mean, I was really concerned like, it, cause it's your baby, right? It's kind of like you, you grew this and you started it. It's not like you, you bought it and tried and grew it more. It was kind of like, Hey, this started as an idea and it grew into this business. And I was the same way. I, I went out, I checked out who are these employees? What are they doing? You know, how are they going to, what's their next steps? How can I help them? I totally understand that. And we're not necessarily going to talk about this where we got Nathan on to actually talk about his new, his new uh, project slash company going right now with outsource school which I think is actually a great compliment to Freya. I mean, absolutely. When you were telling me about it, uh, gosh, I don't know, it was like three, four weeks ago or maybe a little more, uh, you were kind of giving me a little insight on it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And that's a great compliment to Freya. Absolutely. So start off with uh, what, how did you come up with the idea? You, you said you grabbed some money and you guys decided to do this, but like, were you already brainstorming this a little bit in the back of your head? Like, Hey, this would be something really cool. And it compliments Freya. That, it's funny you ask that. That's the number one question that I've been asked is like, were you planning this all along for like the four years of free up? And the true answer is no. Like at no point during free up, did we have any other business ideas that we were seriously pursuing? And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs are, they're like constantly coming up with new ideas and new businesses. I feel like for whatever reason, Connor and I don't operate like that. Like we come up with, when we don't have anything to do, we come up with different ideas and we try them out. And then the idea we like, we put 24 seven effort into growing whatever that idea is. So for the past four years, it's been free up nonstop. Yeah. All of our creative juices have gone towards free up. And we have had many people, including Nate McAllister, who's now working with us on Outsource School, reach out to us and say, hey, you need to come up with more education. You need to come out with courses. You need to really form that complimentary piece and teach people how to do it because people can go to free up and hire great pre-vetted BAs and freelancers, but if they don't know what to do with them after the fact, that only does so much good. So yes, we had people had asked us to do it. We never seriously considered it. I think once we sold free up, there was a, a 90 day transition or a 60 day transition. And once that was over, then we started to sit down and say, Hey, what do we want to do with our free time? Because I don't think Connor and I are ones to just go sit at the beach or retire. That's not really us. Although our lifestyle has drastically changed and it's a lot more calm and relaxing than it was before. Um, so we, we experimented with some real estate ideas. We experimented with some other ideas and an outdoor school really stood out there. We, we loved that we got to stay in the space, that we got to work with a lot of the same clients. And it, it was almost like now or never, right? We didn't want to just leave the space for five years and then come back to it. If we were going to do outsource school, we, we had to do it relatively after we sold free up. So that was kind of our thought process behind it. And we ended up joining forces with uh, Nate McAllister, who knows a lot in the affiliate and the, and the course space, because 
we have no experience with that. And, and we started kind of chipping away at, at what our first courses would be. And, and then Russell, who was our developer at FreeUp, and he was also part of the buyout, um, he started working on his own software that we got to kind of combine into Outsource School that we, we can talk about later. So it all kind of came together gradually through a lot of conversations. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's give everybody just kind of a high level overview before we dive deeper into it of what exactly is Outsource School. Yeah, so Outsource School is a combination of education and software. Uh, we have our first software coming out in the next 60 days, an SOP builder, standard operating procedure builder that we think is going to make it really easy for you to come up with the processes to train your virtual assistant without spending lots of time using loom and using other stuff like that. Yeah. And then we've got the education component where we started off with our first course cracking the VA code, which dives into our interview onboarding training and managing processes and teaches you step-by-step step exactly how we do it. And then we're also coming out with more direct courses, like how to get on more podcasts, how to do lead generation, how to hire a bookkeeper. We plan on eventually adding workshops where we bring in expert guests that use VAs in a way that Connor and I don't, so they can teach people in our community how to do it. And then we're also coming out with these mini playbooks on things that, that we've learned how to do with VAs. For example, our first playbook is called the Partnership Playbook, which teaches you how to form and organize content partnerships with other people in the space to help grow your brand and get in front of other communities. So a combination of education and software, and we're really building out both sides of it right now. Yeah, that's some great information. So why don't you tell us a little more uh, detail about these courses? You kind of gave some description of these courses. So is this going to be an online course or self-paced or just something you watch? Why don't you give us a little more info about those courses? Yeah, so the courses are online. They're, they're through uh, Thinkific and they're okay. a combination of videos, cheat sheets, uh, screen shares where we actually walk you through how to do something. Um, and then we also have templates that, that you can use as well. So for example, uh, cracking the VA code, which is our exact process for interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing, you can actually go through hiring your own virtual assistant, put in a request on FreeUp or whatever platform you want to use. And as you learn how we do it, you can go through the steps yourself. So we're going to teach you our interview process. You're going to get a cheat sheet with our questions, our structure. You're going to have videos of us interviewing virtual assistants, good, bad, and showing you what stands out. And then you can go interview your virtual assistant. And then we teach you how to onboard them and set expectations. And we take those same four VAs that we interviewed and we onboard them and you can watch us do it. And then you can go onboard your own virtual assistant. And then we show you how to do training. We have an SOP building template. We walk you through how to make really good SOPs, how to value your time at the highest possible level. And you can go out and train your VA. And if you run into issues, we have support that you can reach out to that we're there to help you along the way. And then the management section is the most in depth where it covers everything from how to reduce turnover by getting them to buy in and showing appreciation and building relationships to how to run meetings, both weekly and quarterly, how to do bonuses and raises and set up a really good system for that, how to handle issues, how to fire someone, how to promote team leaders and assistant team leaders. So you don't have 20 VAs that you're all managing yourself. So whether you've never hired anyone before and, and you just need that structure to get you started or you've struggled and, and you need the exact processes that we've had success with or you're a little bit more advanced and you need to figure out how to have team leaders and assistant team leaders, the course really helps you walk you through the structure because we didn't just wake up one day and hire 35 VAs and cross our fingers and hope it worked out. We had real systems and processes that we continue to go through. We're, we're building Outsource School's virtual assistant team right now, and it really is our systems. Okay, stop. Sign me up. 
Just sign me up. I mean, seriously, you don't know how many times I get asked all the time, like, hey, how do I hire a VA or what's the process I need to go through? Or, hey, I've gone through a ton of VAs and I can't find the right one. I mean, everything you just described, I get asked all the time because I get a lot of people that are always like, hey, Rob, you've been in this world for a while, you know, tell us like, how do I get a VA or, hey, I need somebody to do this and what, what do I go through? Now I got somewhere to point them to after I'm going to jump on and probably do it myself too, because it would be nice to kind of know that process and, and really understand it because I mean, I, I could use a VA personally, it, probably just for all my social stuff, right? I get, I get hammered with questions daily from people that, you know, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and everything always asking me. And it would be really nice to understand, like, I'm probably looking just more for like a general person that can just help me answer some of my questions and maybe filter some of it, which I know you have some of that too. So I think that would be great. I, I mean, that's absolutely perfect. And now I know where to point people because that is what they need for sure. Is that a, what question did you get asked the most that basically kind of led you to doing some of these courses? Kind of the same thing? Yeah. I mean, throughout the four years of free up, I got asked probably the same 25 questions yeah. thousands of times. So the point where I had canned responses, I eventually like made videos of me answering every single question so I could send it to them. But I mean, it, it all comes down to, but like the step-by-step. -step. So it's how do I set a, v, a budget before I even start hiring? How do I figure out what tasks to take off my plate? How do I make a good job posting? How do I interview and actually know that they're good after the interview? How do I set those expectations so I don't run into someone who has their sick grandmother and can't work for two months? Yeah. How do I train them without investing one-on-one -on -one training so that two weeks in you realize you don't have a good VA, but you've already committed two weeks and do you start over? Do you keep going? And then the management, it's all about reducing turnover. If you're going to yeah. If you're going to invest your time, energy, and money into someone, you want them to stick around for, for years to come. And that's something that I personally struggled with for the first five years of my Amazon business. We had 50% turnover. And it wasn't until I really focused on how do I reduce turnover? How do I come up with systems and processes that keep people around, that keep people happy, that we were able to hit the ground running when we started hiring for free up and have less than 3% turnover over the past four years. Yeah, here's a question that just came to my to to my head real quick that I know others have asked. A lot of people kind of ask about like pay, like how much should I be paying the person for now it's I'm sure it's going to like change depending on their experience, how good they are and maybe what job you're hiring them from. Would you guys address that in the course or or somehow? Definitely. And I mean, I like to divide it up between followers, doers, and experts. So yeah. a follower is non-US, five to 10 bucks an hour. They might have years of experience, but they're there to follow your systems, your processes. Then you got the doers, the freelancers. It could be project-based. If it's hourly, it's in that 10 to 35 bucks an hour. Graphic designers, writers, video editors. You're not teaching a graphic designer how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're doers. And then you got the expert, the $30 an hour, $1,000 an hour, whatever it is, coaches, consultants, agencies, they have their own systems, their own processes, their own strategy at the table. And just like you wouldn't hire a follower and say, I don't know how to run Facebook ads, go run my Facebook ads. Yeah. You wouldn't hire an expert that had success with their system, their process and come in and say, hey, do this my way. So understanding those different levels is step one. We just focus right now, at least for outdoor school, on that VA, on those followers mm -hmm. that are in that 5 to $10 an hour range. 
but five to $10 an hour is a big range. It's just a ballpark. So in the crack in the VA code course, we kind of give that ballpark. And then for our specific stuff, like, Hey, the, the podcast outreach formula, which teaches you how to hire a podcast outreach virtual assistant. That's more of a, a smaller ballpark. That's more in that maybe four to $6 an hour range. Cause it's a much easier repetitive task. So yeah. it's that five to 10 bucks an hour range, but then it also breaks down further depending on exactly what you're hiring them for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. That's great information. Uh, kind of a two part question for you on SOPs. I, I think SOPs are extremely like help so much in, in many different ways. And I'm going to ask you this kind of two parts. How important were the SOPs that you had in place when you sold free up and how much easier did it kind of help you when you guys transitioned and sold the company? And then second of all, you were just mentioning how you're going to have a thing that'll help other people create SOPs. Talk about that. So it's kind of a two-parter if you could kind of address both of those. Yeah. I mean, SOPs are really the only reason we were able to sell free up, right? I mean, I think for years people said, oh, like you shouldn't have a business where you're the face of your company, right? I was the face of free up. But the truth is like I was the, the marketing face. I went on the podcast and did the YouTube videos, but that part's replaceable. Like they can always come in with a better marketing budget, make someone else a face, their own lead generation strategy, whatever it is. Not to say that like my way is not necessarily the best way, but the systems and process of the business that ran completely without me. And the reason that ran without me is a combination of really good people and the team, but also SOPs for every little thing. And not only that, but we gave ownership of the SOPs to the team leaders, to the assistant team leaders. So the billing team leader, he was in charge of the billing SOP. If I checked in and the SOP wasn't up to date with the changes that we had made in the past three months, because we're startup, we're constantly changing things, that's on him. He's responsible for that. So when we were going through due diligence, they had a million questions. And I think, and obviously I wasn't on their side, but I think one of the things that impressed them was every time they said, how do you do this? How do you do this? We would respond in less than an hour, just being like, here's the SOP. You can see exactly how it's done. And there wasn't anything in the business that didn't have a, a real system, a real process that was documented. Wow. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then, so that, that, that's great information there, but also let's talk about, you were just saying how you have something that'll help people like build SOPs and, and just a note, like I've had a couple of people on talking about SOPs and one of the things they were mentioning, like when you first start a company, start those SOPs like early on. And I'm not right. saying there's probably people listening and they're like, oh man, I've been running my company for a year and I have no SOPs. It's never too late to start. We're just saying that, you know, if you are developing a company right now, would be a good time to start those SOPs, but anytime's a good time to start those SOPs. So tell people that maybe they're, they're a year in and they haven't really thought about SOPs. How, how will this help them? Yeah, you should definitely start. I mean, I just hired my own VA for outsource school through FreeUp. And the first thing I did was make her in charge of the SOPs, which is more of an advanced thing to do. I don't recommend doing that if you've never made an SOP before, you've never hired a VA. But the point is, you're right. You start right from the beginning, even though I know that SOP is not going to look the same in one year. So in the Cracking the VA course, we have an SOP template that we walk you through that you can fill out. And that's kind of a, a placeholder until we finish the software, but it's still useful. Imagine this software like a loom, but as you go through it, as you're recording your video, you can right click every time you get to the next step and it's going to document that step. So by the time you're done, everything is laid out in steps. You can add text, you can add titles, you can add more text in the description there and everything's there for the VA. It's very dynamic. So if they want to see how to do step three, that video clip of step three is right there with all of your notes. And 
It'll also be a library of SOPs. So you can give people access. If you want your VA to go in and film a video and add it into step four, you can do that. It's also going to prompt you to do things that, that we really believe in, like have a why at the beginning so people know why you're doing this task, why it's important, the important reminders at the end so that, hey, if, if uh, my account emails me and you're monitoring my inbox, like don't respond to that email. So you can put that in there and it's going to lay it out there in a very dynamic, easy way where someone can do one video run through, not have to use editors, not have to go back later and refilm. They can just insert videos, whatever they want and keep it organized in a library with different user permissions on the virtual assistant side. I love it. I love it. That brings me back to my old how-to days when I was doing YouTube how-to videos. Right. So, I mean, I, I wish I had that kind of technology back then. It was lots of editing. <laughs> so, that's awesome. That's great. And so, you were also, so we, you got courses, you have workshops, and, I, and you mentioned playbooks. Uh, did, I, I think we missed something there, right? Uh, we talked about the SOPs. Uh, oh, playbooks, right? I think that was one we missed. Why don't you tell everybody about the uh, playbooks? Yeah. So under the education category is the courses, the workshops, and the playbooks. The courses is like cracking the VA code, our main course. And then the mini courses, like the podcast outreach formula, the lead generation, the workshops, which we're going to be starting soon, we're going to be taking applications for. So if you're someone that um, knows how to do something with the VA that we don't know how to do, or you're an expert at VAs like we are, and you want to contribute there and do a revenue share, um, you can have your own course inside Outsource School. And that's what we're going to be calling workshops. And then the playbooks are kind of mini playbooks, for lack of a better word, of how to do specific things that don't require necessarily a long course about or even a mini course about. So our first one is our partnership playbook. We spent very little money on advertising with FreeUp, and we were able to grow very organically. Two parts of that was one podcast, which we have a course about, and second, partnerships going to other people in the space like feedback Wiz, saying, Hey, we both, we both go after Amazon sellers as our target client. You guys don't sell VAs or freelancer services. We don't sell Amazon software. Let's collaborate. And we've, yeah. we've collaborated over the years. Could be a blog post, could be an email blast, could be a podcast, could be a YouTube video, could be a webinar, whatever it is. And as you're building up these partnerships and hopefully you build a lot of really great partnerships, you want to make it easy for the partners. You want to keep it organized on your side. So it's, Hey, we collaborate with feedback Wiz every six months. The VA keeps track of it. We reach out to them, we establish it and we, we continue that partnership. So it's how to not only set that up, it's also our best practices for partnerships, how we're able to develop so many and keep those relationships and also how to organize that very easily with a virtual assistant. So you as a business owner are not going crazy trying to balance all these partnerships. Yeah. Heck, I might jump in there and help some people out with uh, video marketing with YouTube. I'm actually YouTube certified. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm YouTube certified. And I mean, I had one of the first uh, how-to videos on how to take apart your iPhone back in the day. So, I mean, I've, I've been there and when I sold my business, my YouTube channel was part of that deal. I think we had like 55 million views on that channel when I sold wow. it. So I've learned a few things along the way, but a lot of people actually ask me about YouTube more about uh, finding influencers to help promote their product. And I've been trying to kind of help people with that a little bit. So maybe I'll jump in there with the playbook stuff and help you out. But that's amazing. Uh, one thing I want to also talk about, and then uh, anybody who's listening, we're going to actually have some demos on our YouTube channel. So definitely make sure to uh, hop over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we will have some different information and some actual live uh, demos and things uh, showing this stuff. You were uh, also mentioning this uh, VA calculator. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about this VA calculator. 
Yeah, so a few different free things that we just give away on our platform. Uh, one is a case study which shows you year by year who we hired at free up. Again, we didn't just wake up and hire 35 people. In year one, we hired certain people that we added in year two, and, and you can see that breakdown along with our mentality behind it. Then we have a hot keys cheat sheet, which it is the best investment you can ever make with your VA. Pay them for an hour to learn these hot keys and they're gonna be faster for your business going forward, more productive, and, and it's also gonna save you money. And then we have this VA calculator, which has been a big hit, where if you, before you start hiring, before you start interviewing people, you should know how many VAs you can afford. And this lets you put in information about your business put you put in how aggressive or, or how conservative you want to be if you're trying to build that empire maybe you're investing 40 50 percent of your profits into hiring if you're more conservative and, and we're all in a different place in our life in our business maybe it's 10 to 15 percent i personally tend to be in that 20 to 30 percent in terms of reinvesting profits into hiring people so you put that in and it'll tell you, hey, you can afford two full-time VAs or you can afford one part-time VA for 30 hours a week. And we'll show that on the YouTube channel. But if you don't understand your budget, you're really not ready to hire yet. Yeah, absolutely. That's great information. So I'm going to ask a kind of a two-part question. Tell, make sure to tell everybody kind of what you did prior to FreeUp, like kind of what led you into FreeUp. And then kind of as a second part, if you hadn't started FreeUp, what do you think you might've been doing? Like what kind of work you might've been doing? Uh, go, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, so I mean, before FreeUp, I was a long time Amazon seller. I, I, I don't wanna say I was like a, a pioneer in the Amazon space, but I got in in 2008, 2009, before yeah, being an Amazon early. seller, like people knew what that was. There were no courses, there were no gurus, there was no Amazon software. Um, and I mean, I got in drop shipping. I was a broke college kid that had sold some textbooks on Amazon. That's how I found Amazon to begin with. I got a cease and desist letter from my college telling me to stop selling textbooks because I was competing with their bookstore. And my parents are both teachers, so I didn't want to get kicked out of college. And I started pivoting and experimenting. What else can I sell on Amazon? And I came up with the concept of drop shipping probably two years before I even knew it was called drop shipping. I said, hey, I have a few thousand dollars in my bank account. I can't buy very much inventory. I have my college dorm room. I can't store any inventory. So what if I build a relationship with these US manufacturers? They keep my credit card on file. I get the orders. I send it to them. They make it. They ship it. I can mark it up, make whatever the difference is as my profit margin. And they didn't know what e-commerce was. They didn't know what Amazon was. So for them, it was a, a, an extra revenue stream. For me, it was a way to get access to products without having to get a patent or a trademark or come up with the ideas myself. And I did a lot of trial and error seeing what I could drop ship uh, between like sporting equipment and video games and computers. And I just failed over and over and over until one day I came across baby products and that really changed my life. So if you can imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling millions of baby products on Amazon dropshipping, uh, that was me. It, it was a crazy time. It was fun. I think at the beginning, we were doubling every year and we were like, oh, we're going to take down the world. We're going to take down Amazon one day. And I think as the courses and the gurus came out, we stopped doubling. We, we were making money, but we were kind of just going in circles, adjusting to Amazon and we weren't building a brand. We didn't even have our own products. And we launched free up as a side project. And once that took off and out and quickly surpassed our, our Amazon sales, we, we stopped selling on Amazon and focused on free up. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really good information. Well, tell everybody how they can uh, find uh, your course. Uh, what's involved? Uh, does it cost? You know what you said, there's some free parts to it and kind of just uh, tell everybody how they get a hold of you and how they, uh, 
get more information about Outsource School? Yeah, so I'm one of the easiest people to contact online, Nathan Hirsch on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, the real Nate Hirsch on Instagram or Twitter. Feel free to connect with me there. Um, I know we're going through tough times now, depending on when you're watching this with Corona. So if I can help you in any way, even if it has nothing to do with VAs, feel free to, to reach out to me. Um, OutsourceSchool.com is the website. OutsourceSchool.com slash VA calculator is how you get that calculator. Right now, cracking the VA code is for sale and live at for $9.97. Uh, the, the podcast outreach formula is doing a pre-sale for 147. That price might go up by the time this comes out um, and other stuff to be determined. So that, that's kind of where we're at right now. That's awesome. Well, be sure to check out outsourceschool.com and Nathan Hirsch, uh, love his haircut. Him and I got same ones. <laughs> You'll have to see that visually if you to understand that, but I've had Nathan on before. So if you are interested in hearing more about free up, uh, we do have a podcast that we did uh, probably about eight months ago, and you can definitely go listen to that. And Nathan, always great having you on. I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's funny you said that. Every time I see someone posting online that they can't go to the barber, I'm like, oh, we, I don't have that problem. We don't, we have, have, that problem. We don't have that problem. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Uh, and uh, Everybody be sure to check out OutsourceSchool.com. Thanks for joining us this week on the Ecom Wiz Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, FeedbackWiz.com. Be sure to use coupon code POD50 for 50% off your first paid month with FeedbackWiz. Again, the code is POD50. Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Join us next week for more great tips to help Amazon sellers dominate the marketplace.